The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. My next most interesting person at the combine, who I think you're going to agree, how is it not Howie Roseman? I feel like Mm. the Eagles control so much of what happens this offseason. When you have three first round draft picks in one year, you are you can do whatever you want. I feel like if they want to trade for Russell Wilson, I think that they can do it. If they want to trade for Aaron Rodgers, that. Yeah, I think that if they really put I don't think the Packers are going to turn down three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. If they want to trade for Deshaun Watson, I'm sure Houston would be willing to listen. He has so much control. The only thing that I I worry about is the expectations for what he does are so high, right? If he just makes the the draft picks and doesn't make a deal or do anything like that, people are going to be like, that's it? Like, he almost has to pull off a blockbuster trade. Well, it's in his DNA. Like, Harry Roseman, um, I don't know if this is updated, but for a time, he, like, led the NFL in trades since he was hired as GM back in 2010. I'm guessing that still might be true. Uh, You know, obviously, they're... Not all the GMs have been in place since that time frame, but if you look at um, the amount of trades per team, I still think the Eagles would be, if not number one, they're certainly up there. And I think there's a 0% chance stats that the Eagles are going to make all of those picks at 15, 16, and 19 in the first round. There's there's just no way. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? Because, like, okay, you're just going to take, like, three defenders or two defenders and a receiver and just hope – that Jalen Hurts turns out to be the guy for you. And next year, uh, <laughs> if there's a scenario where he's kind of just what he was in 2021, like then what? You're just stuck because at that point, you're probably not bad enough to get a super high pick in the 2023 draft. And you don't have these extra picks to work with. So that kind of puts the pressure, I think, on the Eagles now. Whereas a lot of people, a lot of Eagles fans, stats, want to uh, say that like you have to be patient with it. You have to just wait and grow this thing organically and you can add a quarterback down the road. And my thing with that is always like, how do you know that? You don't know that. <laughs> like that's not a certainty that there's just going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. I think people think of risk in the wrong way sometimes in terms of like it's risky to go make a big move. Yes, sure. 
it is. But it's funny stats. I was actually listening to a Howie Roseman interview that he did with the Eagles official website ahead of his uh, Wednesday press conference that'll be at the Combine. And one of the things he said in there was interesting to me and caught my attention and was like, it's really hard to win a Super Bowl. And that's common sense. But like his point was sometimes you have to do things that are kind of like really outside the box because it's so hard that you have to take a huge swing and it might blow up in your face. And to me, I'm I'm, I'm reading that and I'm like, now I'm obviously biased here. So is he telling me that like, is this like the justification? Is he laying the ground for a quarterback trade? At the same time, the next answer he gave was something about how like you, you need to be cautious and you need to like you be you know you need to be prudent about how you're spending your cap space because you don't want to you know uh, like lose a lot of young talent or whatever. So he kind of like heads it back there a little bit, and that's what this season is. Like you said, we said it's about kind of covering all your bases and not giving your attentions away, intentions away. Um, and and Howie's really good at that. Like he doesn't really just he's not very transparent and and giving away his plans. Um, but yeah, so. There's a lot of different ways the Eagles can go. Again, I just don't think there's any chance they keep all of those picks. Um, I don't get the sense that a trade for a veteran quarterback is most likely just from a standpoint of Russell Wilson has to want to come to Philly. Aaron Rodgers would have to want to come to Philly. Deshaun Watson also has a no trade clause. So like it's not even totally up to the Eagles, if even if they give like a really strong offer out there. Um, and one last thing on my big rambling point here. I've seen a lot of Eagles fans talk about how, like, oh, four first-round picks and Darius Slay because Colin Coward threw that out there last week. That's not like a real offer. That's not like he, – he wasn't, like, saying this is what it would take. I know sources. He was just, like, throwing stuff out there and making a general point. That somehow become the straw man that everyone's, like, taking down now. It's like, you want to give up four first-round picks? No, no one is saying that. So uh, – but but obviously there's a, a lot of decisions to be made here. And uh, it's kind of needed because this Eagles team needs a shot in the arm stats. They've kind of been boring and irrelevant for a bit here. And it would be nice if they could make this big move, but we'll see. First of all, just as a side note, I know Colin Cowherd. I've worked on Colin Cowherd's show at ESPN Radio when he was there. Let me just tell you, do not take any sort of insider advice from Colin Cowherd. Do not do it. He's throwing stuff against the wall. I know this from personal experience, okay? Colin's main concern is being interesting, and he does it at an incredible level. But sure. just keep that in mind when you hear him throw out these deals like this. I mean, obviously it worked because you're talking about it. People are talking about it. But I would not uh, take that with any degree of you know certainty that he's got sources or anything like that. Second of all, I think the Eagles are going to be aggressive. And you're right, like there's no trade clauses, but realistically like i think that russell wilson is so frustrated with seattle that if if the philly deal was on the table i think he takes it i really do and if you're the eagles you get russell wilson you're the favorite in that division to me i don't care about the cowboys if if the eagles pull off that trade for russell wilson to me they are the, absolutely the favorite in the division and i don't I don't know. I just agree with you. I don't think that Howie is afraid. He doesn't live in his fears. Like he'll take a big swing. So I think the Eagles are going to do something. I think it's going to be a blockbuster type deal. And I think it's going to be super exciting. And thank God, because we need a little of that. These, these coaches are risk averse. Let's get some <laughs> of the GMs that are more willing to do some stuff. I hope you're right stats. Um, we'll see. I kind of wonder though, from like the Seahawks perspective, because where they're at, like, I just don't know if they're going to trade Russ. Like last year, last offseason, you were very confident it was going to happen. Yes. And I didn't think you were necessarily wrong just because 
we saw a list of teams that Russell Wilson <laughs> wanted to go to. And you confronted him about that here in the SB Nation NFL show. And even with his interview with you, you know, he said all the right things in terms of like, I'm focused on Seattle or whatever. But as a point to these combine uh, interviews and things we'll hear, and something I always like to say is it's not about what's said. It's about what's not said. Like that's mm-hmm. the, the interesting thing. And I, I didn't like, and and maybe I'm just biased here and I'm colored because I want Russell Wilson in an Eagles midnight green uniform. But uh, I didn't hear in his answers to you, like I am not requesting a trade no matter what. Like I want to be in Seattle no matter what. Like he didn't say that. Like I thought, you know, he kind of, you said enough to cover his bases of like, yeah, I, you know, Seattle's my focus right now, but is it going to be his focus in a couple of weeks when he's asking for a trade or like, or would certainly be willing to go elsewhere. So, but, but you look at what Seattle's doing and Pete Carroll is back and it looks like the way they're operating to me, isn't of like a rebuild kind of mindset, at least just yet. And maybe that'll, you know, they'll flip the switch if Russ is gone. Um, but I, I just don't even know for sure that he is going to be gone. So where are you with that? Where are you with that? So the reason I was so confident last year was because like you said, that list of teams came out. And Russ, I mean, he went on the Dan Patrick show and torched his offensive line, like totally threw them (laughs) under the bus. And I thought, okay, Russ is putting his foot on the gas to get out of town. And then he just stopped. And I think he stopped because he started to get criticized and he's very sensitive about how he is perceived. So we took his foot off the gas. Seattle had no motivation to trade him in part because of what you're talking about. They didn't really have a backup plan or anything like that. And he stayed there in Seattle. So the question this offseason is going to be if Russ is willing to do what it takes and and suffer the slings and arrows a little bit here, he'll get traded. Though but the like you said, the only way that happens is if he really flat out comes out and says, "I'm done here. I want out." And he doesn't have to do that in a mean way. And I tried to say that in the interview and I don't think it came across as well as I could have come across. He could just say, "Look, <laughs> We have gone as far as we can go. I've taken this franchise to heights that they have never seen before in their entire history. We did as much as we can do. It was great. We should be happy that it happened, but now it's just time to go our separate ways. And I don't think that he would, he would get some hate, but like, I don't think the majority of NFL fans would be mad at him. If he said that Brady left new England, Peyton left Indianapolis. Like it happens far left green Bay. So if he comes out and says that in those terms, I think that's going to be enough eventually to get Seattle to move on from him. And if he doesn't, he won't get traded because like you said, Pete Carroll is, is in his what? Seventies now, late sixties, seventies. He's not going to want to trade him. I don't think that uh, uh, the GM Schneider, John Schneider is going to want to trade him. So Russ is going to have to force this if it happens. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.